Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, hey, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. Got Vinny Duber our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber, and you can read his latest piece at allchgo.com, discussing Andrew Benatendi and his power, exclusive quotes from Andrew that we'll discuss a little later on in the show. And also, the man in the middle, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community Leader, shout out to everybody hanging out with us in the chat. We got five likes. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribing to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got Yomer likes. Yomer likes. Yeah. Oh, we got Pedro likes. Yeah. Look at that. Ray Durham. Ray Durham. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, four, uh, players at 40 doubles yeah. in a, a season. Ray, Ray Durham, Durham, one of 27. He's among them, yes. Yeah. Herb, can you name any others? None, sir. I'm out. Wow. Frank Thomas would have been a pretty easy yeah, one to get. He did. Uh, oh, sorry. Albert Bell. <laughs> yeah, he too. He's, he's got Abreu. the most in history. Yeah. Jermaine Dye. Yeah. Yep, See, now Dye. you're rolling. You yeah. said no. You just had no confidence. Sure. I'm just so mad about this game. That's right. I was I'm so flustered. Coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Seven. Albert Bell. Seven, two? Huh? Eight. Albert Bell. We're up to eight. Up to Albert Bell likes. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I had no idea. Where, I said likes. seven to two, and then you guys started saying eight, and I got sorry. really confused. It's oh, okay. sorry, my okay. bad. Oh, y'all, you know, you're all fine. Uh, Sox lose seven to two, and you guys can take it take it away. Um, terrible, Sean. Just absolutely terrible. I think they walked eleven dudes. Their pitching staff did, and they struck out twelve times. Their hitters did versus Alex uh, thirteen. Fayuto, whose career high coming into this game was seven, Alex Fajardo. Have you ever heard of him before? No. You heard of him last year when the White Sox absolutely murdered him. We, if they watched the pregame show, we covered him. I mean, I've bit. heard of him so much because last year we must have spent a cumulative hour On just talking about how to pronounce his name. Yeah. And I still, I, I think I said it like six different ways. Um, it was Fajardo, Fajardo, I don't I, I think it's Alex Fajardo. Um, it is. Something Alex Fajardo did today uh, that is historic, at least uh, for the Detroit Rock City Tigers or Detroit Walk City Tigers. Um, <laughs> what's hope? Oh, uh, sorry. Cody's distracting me. Um, Damn Cub people with their other garbage. Three Detroit Tiger starters <laughs> in history um, have had Winning and stuff. 10 Ks. They're losing 7-1. to one. Right. Uh, 10 Ks, 
no walks, and three or fewer hits allowed. Uh, joining Anibal Sanchez in 2014 and Denny McLean in 1965. Uh, Denny McLean, uh, last time I checked, uh, was the last 30 win. Uh, uh, Detroit Tiger. Last pitcher with 30 wins. 1965? Uh, yeah. 1968 was I mean, wow. they only pitched 33 nowadays. Right, right. Or 32. That's so. crazy, though. I would have thought it would be a little more recent than that, like at least like the 80s or Did something. Did we find out? 1968, 31 wins, uh, wow. 41 games started, 336 innings. Is he still with us? I know we went to jail, but He's is he still with us? Okay. Still with us. Went okay. to Mount Carmel High School. Debuted against Local the product. White Sox. He's a regular Nicky Lopez. He is. Um, he's a well, more Mike Massey. He's a Catholic, Catholic League blue. Um, but uh, or I don't even know if they're Catholic League blue. But uh, he made his debut against the White Sox. Uh, complete game, of course, when he was 19 years old. Uh, and then, uh, oh no, I actually don't know how to read. I thought he uh, debuted and then uh, finished his career against the White Sox. Uh, the Reds are a completely different team. Yes, that's true. Uh, anyways, yes. uh, Alex Fayeto though, uh, 10 Ks, mercy. I mean. I didn't see anything that was extraordinarily great. Sometimes you see a pitcher and it's like, I understand that. That, that makes sense that they struck out versus that guy all those times. But there's nothing there there. Like, I fastball slider change. Literally it. And none of that stuff was, like, premium. He does have a high chase rate. He's in the 85th percentile of chase rate in MLB in this three starts that he has uh, started this year. But... Every single team that he's faced has got multiple hits off him, a home run in each of those games. Mm-hmm. I know that we got one with uh, Gavin, but goodness gracious, they acted like that guy was out there being one of the top t- uh, Detroit pitchers like Rick Porcello, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander's type of people, and Bell Sanchez type of people. But no, Alex Kenny Fajardo, Rogers. Kenny Rogers, yeah. the, the gambler. <laughs> David um, Price was a – Yeah, a, he a, was. A I don't know if how Briefly. good he was, though. I mean, you named Rick Porcello. I mean, Rick Porcello, what I think, one of Cy Young. With the Red Sox. Yeah, True. He was, he was good on that staff, though, too. That four, that four-man staff was pretty Even damn good. Price is, has a better career than he does, but, Rick Porcello. But I think Rick Porcello was a better Tiger than David Price was. Wow. What a what a debate. What a legendary Boom. debate we're having right now. But I'm just saying, Alex <laughs> Fajardo is, is, is no, no great shakes. Well, Herb. This is the second time that you have had this reaction this week. Yes. Because this is the exact same thing that this White Sox lineup did in the first game in the Cleveland series against your boy, Hunter Gaddis. <laughs> Ugh. It's the exact another, same thing. Another person yeah, but, they crushed last and year. And that's what I'm saying. It's like this, this, this lineup has not uh, yet reached the consistency. Uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Just the point of consistency where they are able to have the expected outcomes against the pitchers as you would see them. These, this matchup favorable perhaps to the White Sox lineup, but hey, they went silent tonight. Four hits all evening. Uh, Sheets' homer was the only real big one of note. Uh, yeah, it was ugly. They didn't do anything. They struck out a lot. They didn't get any hits. They didn't really draw any walks. They And I mean, the pitching side, we'll talk plenty about it, but I would say this. I see a lot of complaints about Lucas Giolito in the comments. Lucas Giolito has been mostly very good this mm-hmm. season, and also White Sox starting pitching, or pitching in general, coming off a phenomenal stretch of nine or ten games here in a row. There's going to be a bump in the road. That's baseball, right? The fact that we're talking about this offensive performance for the second time in a week, the fact that even last weekend against the Royals when they swept the Royals and they had uh, these great pitching performances, well, what? I mean, the, the offense was putting up, what, one or two runs two in, in a couple of those games? So, Kopech, yeah. 
So, it, you know, this is something that the offense has been doing. We complained or, or we, we pointed out rather so often in the first month of the season, man, a day when the pitching is good, the offense isn't good. A day when the offense is good, the pitching isn't good. Now the pitching has been pretty consistently good in the month of May. The offense has yet to capture that consistency. I saw this kind of laid out this way on Twitter earlier, um, and I just thought it was fascinating. Uh, the White Sox uh, in March and April and May, I'm comparing – these stats as team hitting their walk rate 6.6% to 6.7%. Their K rate 22.9% to 21.5%. A little different. Uh, Average 235 to 243. On base percentage 296 to 299. Mm. Slugging percentage a little difference here 279 to uh, 394. Uh, OPS 674 to 693. Uh, Their ISO 143 to 151. And their way to runs created plus 86 to 89. Uh, 28 home runs in March and April, 24 uh, in May, now 25 with Gavin. So still, I mean, it's nothing drastically different. Like the only thing that I really noted that, you know, was like, hey, good job. Their ground ball rate is like 6% lower, which is good. But I bet today probably bumps that up. There was a decent amount of ground balls. So um, it doesn't feel like this offense is changing a ton and still like I mean even against left-handers I know obviously Fido wasn't a left-hander tonight but I feel like they're getting less potent against left-handers I mean we, we saw that with Logan Allen I mean Logan Allen was just able to to carve them up for six innings uh not too recent not too long ago and you know if Cleveland had a more potent offense uh they might have won that game uh but you know I, this offense has been sputtering when they're not getting that Luis Robert or Jake Berger home run yeah I mean it was I think you could objectively describe it as horrible in April in the first month of the season it's been better but I think all along while people have been making and and we've been among them and rightfully so I think making these um, claims that like oh look the White Sox are still in this they're not there they weren't buried because of that month maybe like they should have been but they weren't because of the way the division is playing out hey look they can do this they're playing better of late better does not mean they're playing great and I think that every Basically, everybody that I talk to in that clubhouse says, yeah, it's been better, but we got a long way to go. And whether that's just amassing the needed number of wins, right? I think there was a quote from Pedro. Was it, was it t- from today? I'm not sure. To, from, the last, from this road trip uh, where he told uh, Daryl Van Scowen and, and, and the other reporters uh, following the team on the road this week, hey, yeah, we might be close because, you know, they got within what? four or five and a half, five games of the Twins. Hey, we might be close, but we're not going to the playoffs at 10 games under 500. Mm. And that's absolutely correct. I don't think anybody would tell you that this is a situation where the White Sox are, you know, fully turned around or playoff bound or anything. They've got a long way to go, and that includes the way that they're playing too. The pitching has been great. The pitching this month has been playoff caliber, no doubt about it. But the offense they got a lot of work to do, too. Yeah, yesterday morning from James, at least from on Twitter, uh, we got to worry about ourselves. We're 10 under 500. We're not going to the playoffs. 10 under, uh, which is true. I wouldn't put it completely past the AL Central for the most <laughs> part. Uh, but, yeah, 21 and 31. Uh, right now, the Tigers, yes, the Tigers, 23 and 25, uh, would probably, you know, win the AL Central over over the 10 ga- uh, team uh, under uh, 10 games under 500. So, uh, yeah, uh, just – it's it's ugly baseball to watch, and it's not really inspiring. I mean, there there's, was never really momentum from the White Sox. Like, even the Gavin Sheets home run, it was like, oh, that went out. 
Yeah, and nice. the, and the first RBI was uh, pretty much largely produced by Berger. Got a hit, stole second. Timmy with a do drop in over the first baseman's head, and get, uh, Berger with his uh, elite speed. Sean um, goes comes. He's home. got it. <laughs> Andrew Vaughn doesn't comes. Home. Oh my Jesus! Did you guys see that play? Where he hits the ball deep in the hole. Javi Bias is in left field, pretty much by the foul pole over there. Great defender. Throws the ball, a 17 hopper, and gets uh, my man. I can't believe, like, do you actually, I I'm not challenging him because I don't want to do that shit again. Because you will you, lose. Who do you think is faster, him or Yaz? Because, goodness gracious, he was out by a good half a foot. Sean's, Sean's got the numbers for you, I'm sure. The eye test, and obviously let's remember, too, that Yasmani Grandel has been dealing with some leg stuff this year, so I can't imagine that that's helping his numbers either. But uh, Andrew, for all, for all the uh, guff that Yasmani Grandel gets for uh, not being very fleet of foot, uh, Andrew Vaughn deserves some as well, perhaps. Yeah, oh, he's, he's extremely slow. And my takeaway from that play was they put that kid in the outfield a hundred and seventy nine times. He was this slow the whole time. <laughs> they put him in the outfield and thought that he would be able to run. And then he said, "Oh, my legs hurt." Of course they did, because you were using them with all of your muscles to try to run a hundred feet. Twenty twenty one, he was fine. I would hate. He should not do the marathon <laughs> in uh, when the, the sock, Chicago the run marathon? your socks off marathon. Oh, the socks five k uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Got all, yeah, oh boy. Um, you know, a five k is five kilometers, not five thousand miles. Mm. <laughs> I thought you a big office. Fan I, I got the reference. Thank I love that. I, no, I, I got the reference. I was just <laughs> you just didn't want to participate. My bad. I I'm working. I, I'm working like Andrew Vaughn's likes. I'm I'm very slow today. Um, but yeah, it it I can't believe they put him in the outfield. But yeah, I mean, like you said, like just kept bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, and he kept just not getting to first. And I was, like, thinking, like, there's no way. Why did he throw that ball? There's, that's a Major League Baseball player going down the line. Just, why, just hold that ball. No, man, he beat him by a good half a foot. I, I got to see that. I got to see them race. Hey, guys, set it up. I think foul pole to foul pole, who's going to win? Foul pole to foul pole? Yeah. Make a long one. Like Between the, Vaughn like the, and Yaz? Like the freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like the freeze. Yeah, take and put your calendar out. That would be longer than <laughs> yesterday's game. Yeah, just bring your calendar out and see if they can make it. Oh, my God. They're just take, so slow. I, I would take Andrew Vaughn if I had to put money on it. I, I mean, but he's younger. Be, he'd be the favorite. Well, right. uh, like I mentioned, too, Grandal is dealing with some stuff. Andrew probably is as well, I mean, by the way that he's running. I mean, come on. I mean, that's, that's just... Brutal, and what is? It? I mean, he just is brutal. At the I guess my point well. is, don't, don't make a don't make a don't make a man who you know has hamstring persistent hamstring troubles just run for your entertainment. For I mean, your, that was Herb, <laughs> and he fell on his face. Te- right, technically, right. his learned, gets to sit down. His sprint speed is eleventh percentile. Andrew Vaughn's is. Yeah, I be, see. Like, but again, I test. Like, I I understand what the Statcast stuff says. Yeah. If you, there's the there's the feature that you can make them run ninety feet per second, and you could see who's faster, even though the numbers are there for you. you could just read, oh, he's a foot per second faster, whatever. Um, but I think if you're just saying in a competition, like, like Yasmani, you need you're going to race Andrew Vaughn. I think that the competition might make him a little bit faster. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Like, it's, it's tough to get a full read on how fast these guys are because how many times is, you know, Yasmani Grandal thinking, oh, I'm going to run as fast as I can to first base to try to get an infield single, right? I mean, he's, he's usually coasting to whatever base he's going to. So, like, I do wonder what his true top speed is. 
I we just saw Andrew Vaughn's top speed. It's not fast. And just to finish off, uh, he one, hustles cr- like crazy. Uh, Yasmani Grandal in the one percentile of sprint speed. And I don't, but I don't know if he he hustles like I know Andrew is going oh, as fast as he can. He needs to get a hit. I mean, he, he went zero for today. Oh. I picked him for click to pick zero for three. That's not going to win it, Andrew. What's going on? Um, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, at you all. won it. Uh, I won today. by default with yeah. Tim RBI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, default. Not, Yes. RBI single. That's, that's, what's wrong with that? RBI okay. single out of two runs. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You got half the runs. Let's look at the resumes. <clears throat> I picked Andrew Vaughn. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Herb picked Luis Robert Jr. He went 0 for 2 or 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. And a GIDP to end the game. And Tim Anderson went 1 for 4. You win just by that stat. With the doesn't RBI he, single. Doesn't even matter. Two. It, he got, he's got a hit. Mm-hmm. None of the other guys got a hit. I picked the guy who got the hit. And right, right before we <laughs> def- so you win by default. <laughs> and right before we left, the guy who actually would have won if he was part of the show, he's our Canadian correspondent. KPW said Gavin Sheets, who hit a home run. Right. Yeah, and you didn't bet on him. I didn't bet on him. I'm Mercy. sorry. What's wrong with you? I couldn't get out in time. You, 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 you. I, 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 you just said you forgot. No, I was literally on the DraftKings uh, site, and I was like, uh, I don't have a. I didn't have any money deposited in there. Oh, okay. So, it doesn't take a long time, but I was just like, uh, do I want to deposit? Do I really want to trust KPW again? I'm sorry for, KP, for KPW for doubting you. Yeah, it's your fault. You I mean, could have been richer. He, he won me money last time. Don't blame Don't blame the number one sports book in America, DraftKings, which has uh, very fast withdrawals and deposits. Well, that's what I do every time I do win on DraftKings. I withdraw it immediately. And it goes usually, right into your bank account. Because it usually wins a lot of money. Yeah, and it's quick, too. Um, Fred's saying we're spiraling towards the conclusion that Vaughn might not be good. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk about uh, a couple of Andrews here. Um, and we'll have a little chat. Because Andrew Vaughn's perplexing me. And uh, Andrew Benatendi uh, seems frustrated as well. But with himself, not Andrew Vaughn. That'd be very... That would be bizarre and very, out of character. Very weird. <laughs> um, Want to let you know, though, about FOCO. Not only is this lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead uh, a FOCO donation but also we have a southpaw one uh back here here, behind herb's head uh lovely lovely pieces that they donated for our set so go show them some love at foco.com that's f-o-c-o.com or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items you can use you can use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off and it's very fun to explore their site you can get fit in the best sports gear around they have hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between and since it is spring and baseball season they also have aloha shirts straw hats polos bags everything you need for a game in stock. So again, go to foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Just the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Herb, you're holding up your finger. I was, no, I was looking, oh. I was pointing at uh, Vinny out here. You were sky pointing? For the, uh, no, the, the Foco. No, Foco oh, oh. behind me. Oh. No. I was like, wow. But uh, also, yes, yeah, sky point for Tina Turner from yesterday. Simply yes. Oh. She was simply the best. Rock friends. and peace. Do you guys have a favorite Tina Turner song? I mean, because I was a fan of uh, the song Simply the Best, and then they did it in Schitt's Creek twice. Both uh, great times. I love that song the most. Um, I mean, it's hard to go against uh, proud or their version of Proud Mary. I'll go ahead and uh, throw Nutbush City Limits in there, too, I believe, which mm-hmm. she wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I know the most famous version of Tina Turner is the 80s Tina mm-hmm. Turner. Uh, I would say prefer musically. The uh, '60s uh, '60s version of Tina Turner, though glad that she lived her life in the '80s right, better than she did in the '60s. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, did you know that she lived in like Europe for like the last yes. 20, 30 she years? She renounced like her American citizenship. Yeah, 
She was a Swiss citizen by the end of her uh, life. Bought an $88 million mansion or something like that yeah. in Switzerland. Sounds yeah. nice. Good for her. With her husband, who, who was a, like a record producer or something like that? Uh, Good times. He's a bad guy, right? No, no, no. Her her No, no, Ike was. Husband. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Her oh, original oh, husband. Yeah, Ike Very was terrible. bad guy. Oh. Yeah. Can Fordo hit another homer? Let's go. <laughs> That's a perfect number Giants eleven. Fan. Number right. eleven. We got a. Well, I got. I also got a bet on that too. Uh, did they? What? How many runs have they scored, Stephen? It's two nothing. Ah, oh, damn it. We need. We need. We need four Giants runs, and then Sean will be a happy boy. Um. All right. Let's. Uh. <laughs> let's take another uh, ad break here. Another one. Oh wait. No. Well, you just did one. one. We took one for folk. It's the same. We're one. in the middle. It's of the, the same break. one. Right. Yeah, oh. We're still um, on the break. I did want to share too. Uh, my first ever college radio show. I did. First ever open I made, um, the college show was called The Thunderdome. And ah, I had hmm. Tina be like, The Thunderdome. Did you need another hero? No. Okay. I didn't I didn't play the song. I just used the Thunderdome drop. Mm. Um, go 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 back also too and watch the, the movie version of Tommy, the rock opera by the mm-hmm, Who. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner plays the Acid Queen. Oh. The song that she does in there is tremendous. All right, I gotta check that out. Uh, is that that's different than Quadrophenia or no? Those are two different things. Okay, yes. All right, yeah. cool. Both glad, rock operas, but yeah. Glad we could clear that up. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, if you are going to go outside ever, <laughs> um, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shade Rays have you covered with warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. What? If you're going to go outside ever. You have some sunglasses. Exactly. That's true. Uh, Shade Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure. That's not all. Shade Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they tell us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they were back long after your purchase. You don't love your Shady Rays. I don't know why you wouldn't. I wear mine every single day when I'm outside driving. I guess I'm not technically outside, but I mean, the sun to, is outside. Yeah. It's be hard to drive exposed to the elements. Inside. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, lower whacker. It's still inside. I'm not still outside. That's outside. Yeah. It's outside? Yeah. yeah. Even the under, the underground tunnels? Yeah. yeah. That's outside? Yeah. yeah. Just because it's, it's, it's enclosed under. doesn't necessarily mean it's inside. That's freaky. Um, <laughs> if you don't love your shade rates, ex- exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And hey... Uh, since it is the 25th of May, Shady Rays Memorial Day sale is live right now. So go to ShadyRays.com and get 35% off all sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I love my Shady Rays. Herb, love his sh- Herb loves his Shady Rays. Vinny loves his Shady Rays. Steven Nicholas, our producer, just got a ton of uh, compliments on his Shady Rays down in Arizona where there's a ton of sun. It's so the Valley of the Sun. It's the Valley of the Sun. Uh, they Their basketball team. This is going to blow your mind. The Suns. Do you th- everybody in, in the Suns arena, when they go to watch the Suns play, should be, have to wear sunglasses. Because uh, you're not supposed to stare at them at the sun. You can call them Corey Hart. <laughs> Wearing their sunglasses at night. Right. Yeah. He used to be a brewer. Michael Conforto just homered off him. Not off of him, but Corey, yes, oh, the off of the brewers. The yeah. brewers. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, does Corey Hart just play? Every position. Yes, Did they does. clone him eight times and he's every position? 44 year old Corey Hart is. That's Conforto's 11th home run. He yes, is, is tied for ninth in the National League. You'd, 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 with a, Acuna. You'd be tied with Jake Berger? He has 11 home runs. Right. Yeah. Does Berger have 10? I think he's at nine. Maybe? Berger oh, has 10. Oh, I, think. I think nine and one. Like nine at home, sure. one at, on the road. Sure. 
So you'd be second on the Sox behind mm-hmm. Robert. Right. Yeah. Um, Albert says, can we complain more about the Sox? Of course. Um, so I want to bring up some stats that just me just boggle, boggle or bottle the mind. Boggle. Boggle. Boggle the mind. Um, I tweeted this out earlier. Uh, if you told me before the season that on May 25th, Andrew Vaughn would have a run value against sliders of five, that's good, um, a run value of five against cutters, that's good, and a run value of one against sweepers, that's positive, 31 RBIs, uh, 1742 OPS in high leverage situations, a 1381 OPS with runners in scoring positions, I would have hand-carved his Cooperstown, Cooperstown plaque. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 1741 OPS? Yes. Oh, wow. In high leverage. Jesus. So, if he has somebody in scoring position, Andrew Vaughn, and I'm stealing this from Alex Root, is Ted Williams. If he has nobody on base, he is 35-year-old Jose Abreu. This is the reason why I've been telling people, like, let's drop some people down from the top of the order, Tim, Andrew Benintendi, because they haven't been getting on base. Well, Benintendi, as of late, has been, but Tim, not as much. You need people up on base in front of the boppers and the people who are doing work when people are on base. Yohan Moncada, usually when people are on base, does well. And so if you have no one on base, that makes that at bat with Andrew Vaughn, and he's been looking piss poor as of late, even worse, so... I don't know what the solution is. I know they're never probably going to move Tim Anderson out of that spot, and they only take Andrew Benintendi out of the two or three spot when there's a lefty they're facing, and that rarely happens. So, um, yeah, those two just need to figure it out and get on base more for Andrew Benintendi because he's absolutely crushing it when he needs to, but when he doesn't, as you said, Ted Williams to what was the other comparison? Domingo Ramos, what would you say? 35-year-old Jose Abreu. <laughs> okay. Who's Domingo Ramos? Former catcher for the Cubs. Yes. Well, but here's the thing, too, Herb. Let's not go and say that Andrew Vaughn uh, not play, not doing well right now is somebody the, else's fault, no. right? I mean, Correct. And, and that's the thing is that you, you, you always talk process over results, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what's the process when the only time you can – when the only time you can get a hit or the only time you can put a good at bat together is when, you know, the game's on the line or when there's guys on base in front of you. Maybe, it, you know, you shouldn't needing to have the moment psych you in into having uh, a good outcome. Good point. You should be just, you know, playing better all, all the way around. So um, I, as those numbers, Sean, and of course you read them for a reason, look how incredible those numbers are for a guy who is not having a very good year. Mm-hmm. Those numbers – basically don't tell you much of anything when you watch every at-bat he has and you say, well, where is this? Because that guy, that guy who has those numbers is not right. the guy who's stepping to the plate every time. No, absolutely. Well, and that's the, that's the thing is, like, he's, he's been good in certain situations. Uh, Fred says small sample size. I think it's Fred or White Sox Tom. Uh, but it's, it's something that just really is not, like, sustainable. It's not like, oh, that's going to be what, you know, he's going to finish the year with, right? Um you know, there, there's concern about Andrew Vaughn. Like, this was a player last year that just crushed fastballs and has always crushed fastballs. Uh, I, I need to do more research, but 2021, hard hit percentage against forcing fastballs, 69.6%. Nice. 2022, 64% hard hit percentage against forcing fastballs. This year, 48.7%. 
just completely falling off the map. I, I don't know what but, it is. And that's f- hilarious because, like, the one thing that got me excited this offseason was Chris Johnson being like, we're going to have our guys crush fastballs. We're going to have our guys crush fastballs. And I was like, this is the guy that's going to do it. This is going to it's going to help him. Just and like he stinks. Just like you're saying that the numbers that you read off earlier won't be sustainable. I don't know if that will be sustainable, that he's so poor versus fastballs. Right. It will normalize Hopefully. to its regular level eventually. And, I mean, we have more than half the season left over for him to be better. But, yeah, right now, for the most part, most of those players are not doing, as Vinny was talking about earlier, um, and somebody had pointed out how many hits the wor- the White Sox have had in the last, like, five, six games um, versus the Royals, the Guardians, and now the Tigers. It's not been good. It's not been them actually taking it to teams. It's been the pitching staff carrying these teams for these series victories with the hitters doing just enough to get them over the top. We saw the the other day where they only had one run versus the Guardians, and then the three-run seventh inning bailed the White Sox out, and then the pitching staff put up some zeros after that. So these guys need to step up. The hitters need to find a way to get some hits on the road. I don't know if it's uh, if I can find splits for home and away, but we know that – Burgers just lost on the road. Uh, Sheets hit his fourth home run on the road, so he's even. I think he's had eight home runs, four and four. So I don't know what you need to do on the road. Chip your beds out there, get some uh, sponsorships with the whatever mattress firm, and and make it seem like home. Light some candles in the in the hotel. I don't know, but, but like, do it. We heard we kind of were talking about this last year, but it was the opposite. They yes. couldn't win at home. So like I I just think you know maybe they're just a bad baseball team. Oh, Maybe that's it doesn't matter if they're at home or on the road. They're just 10 games under 500, and they kind of stink. Clark brings up basically what I was going to talk about, which was this is a slump. This happens. Mm-hmm. And there is there are two-thirds of the season left, and Herb, like you said, Andrew Vaughn is going to normalize some of these things. Right now it looks bad. It doesn't look good at all. He's not playing well. But correct me if I'm wrong, and again, it's a low bar to clear, but coming out of April, he was one of the best hitters on the team, was he yeah. not? Okay, so. Yeah. That's one good month, one bad month. And again, you don't want to do that. You want consistency. You're shooting to be pretty much the same hitter throughout or as close to it as you can get at least a productive hitter throughout the entire course of the season. Sometimes, though, it looks like this. And uh, right now, Andrew Vaughn's down at the bottom, but it does not preclude him from uh, from going back up. Right, and he, he's still currently better than his rookie year, which, hey. But, uh, I mean, still, the, the power isn't there. Uh, five home runs is, is still... Just, just disappointing through 50 games at this point, um, over 200 and what 15 plate appearances or so. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's disappointing. But we'll see. Uh, long season, of course, and he's not injured yet. Uh, knock on wood, right? I mean, we don't we don't know of that. Like, it doesn't seem like he's hindered uh, to play. So, you know, maybe he's just got to play through it, and there'll just be one game, one pitcher that will just set things off. Like right. Jake. Somebody was asking in the thing, let's see, Brent, Brett Breen was asking, when's T.A.'s last extra base hit? Um, anybody want to venture a guess? T.A.'s hit, what, so today wasn't a double because he got to no, second? No, that was okay. on the throw. Yeah. yeah. Venture a guess when his last extra base wa- hit was? So I did see this stat today that uh, in the month of May, he had this, the third lowest average exit velocity at like negative one. So mm-hmm. he's just been hitting it into the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say pre-IL stint. That is correct. April 8th. Ugh. He had a double that day. That was the last time. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's a bigger concern than Andrew Benintendi, Andrew Vaughn, 
Tim Anderson. I mean, what what has happened with him? Uh, I that's just extremely concerning. So, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if that turns around. I mean, he says he's one swing away. So, I mean, maybe that's the same with Andrew Vaughn and TA is one swing breaks them out and here we go. I'll just put it this way when it does come to someone like Tim Anderson, there's there's more reason to be confident in him waking up mm-hmm. than there are a lot of other a lot of other players. I would mostly point to guys who haven't done it before. TA's been there and done that. So like when you see a full month worth of struggles from someone like Oscar Colas, which happened at the beginning of the year, you go I don't know when this is going to end because I've got no, you know, data to fall back on, no history to fall back on to prove that this guy is going to break out of this. He's struggling against major league pitching. He has had no success against major league pitching. Tim Anderson, on the other hand, has had uh, quite a bit of success against major league pitching. Uh, and also, too, is a guy who can thrive by just going the other way, just yeah. smacking that ball over there. Tim Anderson can get back to being Tim Anderson without needing to have a two-homer game or without needing to, you know, have this incredible hot streak where he's hitting, you know, a triple every other day or something like that. He's a guy who can get back to being himself and the effective, productive, necessary guy for the White Sox by just hitting a single over to right field every other time at the plate. I mean, he... And I'm not saying that that's easy... Because it's, it's not. That's baseball, right? Baseball's not easy. But this is a guy who has done that and created a uh, uh, career for himself by doing that. Get back into doing that, and you got and you get you, the White Sox have TA back. I mean, it starts small, and it's the small things that turn into bigger things. He's got a current modest three-game hitting streak, to hit, got a hit in four of his last five. So it's going to start small with him just adjusting to – how his body is now, like maybe his knee's not 100%, and we all probably feel that, and he just has to grind through it because they're not putting him back on the IL. He's not going to be 100% healthy or close to 100% healthy. He just has to find a way, which he's doing now, to get hits and get on base, however he, however he can do it. So just take this three-game hitting streak, make that a 10-game hitting streak like uh, Andrew Benintendi, <laughs> and in there somewhere you can find the power stroke. You can find the gaps to get a double and such. And there was one time he did hit the ball in the gap, I think, in Cleveland, but he doesn't have the speed yet where a regular Tim would have had second easily. Now he's just you know feeling through his new uh, knee problems, and he's like, I just can't push it like I used to. You mentioned gaps, and that's a perfect transition to talk about Andrew Benintendi and Vinny's latest piece at allchgo.com. So head over to allchgo.com. It's a free piece. It's exclusive quotes. Joe Kelly, Andrew Benatendi, White Sox players, White Sox beat. What else do you want, folks? Come on. This is premium content for free. Go check it out at allchgo.com. I want to go to um, some quotes and some graphics. Uh, Let's go to the radial one first. Yes. I said that one first, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. We're good, Steven. Good job. Uh, quote, it's definitely been a grind to try to find my swing, Ben Attendee's told, CHGO. That's Vinny last weekend. I feel like... That's all of us, guys. I feel like... You but were, yeah, it was me. You were there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like so far this year I haven't driven the ball at all, and I think that's just timing, swing path, things like that. I'm trying to just clean that up. I'm still getting hits here and there, and he got one tonight, but I definitely don't think I've played to my potential yet. Uh, let's go to the radial chart, and I tried to overlay this. So the pink that you see there um, in that kind of darker green area, that is barrels. 
And something that I, you know, have been kind of showing is just that he's been not barreling up balls. Uh, you hit a home run, usually you're barreling up a ball. Uh, that's why those pinks are kind of in that green area. He has not had a single one of those in 2023 Oof. yet. Um, and, you know, these are from 2021 and 2022. These pink dots, uh, the 22 homers that he hit, has hit over those two years. Um, he just really isn't getting that extra oomph to get to that level, uh, to, to get those, to those homers. Um, so it, it has just been, you know, it's backed by the data. I don't really know much about the swing path and what he's looking for specifically. Um, but, yeah, at least the, the pop, the oomph, uh, really hasn't driven the ball, and that's, that's backed by the data, obviously. Um, but then also uh, going back, um, this kind of just goes to what we talked about in pregame, uh, and how I just been kind of frustrated with Rick Hahn not knowing the own the ballpark he's fielding a team for. Uh, ben Intendi told you playing in Kaufman the last two years, I completely changed everything going into this year. I figured it might take some time to change again because at Kaufman I just tried to beat the shift. It's such a big stadium, and I'm not a big guy. Now it's trying to find contact points to drive the ball in the gaps, knowing that now I can maybe pull a ball and hit it 385 feet, and it's a homer instead of an out. I'm trying to find the swing and the swing path to pull the ball more and drive it more. Now, going to the spray chart here, um, this is at Guaranteed Rate Field in 2023, and we talked about this in pregame. Andrew Benettini has two career home runs at Guaranteed Rate Field. Both of them are opposite field home runs off Lucas Giolito and Juan Manaya in 2019 and 2018. Um, and you could see that Benintendi is right. He can pull the ball now and hit it 385 feet, and it's a home run. He just hasn't mm -hmm. at all. Once. Look, like, at the, look at the lack of uh, pop oh fly God. outs to right field. There's nothing there in right field. No outs, except for one, maybe, in right center. And that one was uh, one that Kyle Tucker and the center fielder, I don't know who it was that day for the Astros, kind of just oh, no, uh, had a, a bad uh, communication and let it drop, and then it was a, a ground rule double. Um, but it, it could have been an out, too. Like It was, it was kind of a lazier fly ball. Well, again, you just read the quote, and that is him trying to make – sense of what's going on for for him right now right. and so I think what the way he's explaining it probably not a uh, an explanation that's going to make anybody happy yourself included but it seems like he is ta it's taking him time to change his swing either back or to what it needs to be now that he plays his home games at guaranteed rate field it seemed the the way he explained it was hey he went to the Royals and the balls that he used to hit out of Fenway Park weren't out weren't home runs anymore mm -hmm. they were outs and so he needed to revamp his swing to make himself a successful hitter for that stadium he needs to do the same thing now in in, in guaranteed rate field it hasn't happened yet it hasn't gotten all the way to the finish line yet you're he you heard him explain i need to remember i need to find the angle of my swing where i can do what needs to be done to hit the ball out of this ballpark, which I can do now. Those balls weren't going out mm -hmm. at the K. They can go out at the rate. And I, Andrew Benintendi, need to figure out how to do that with, with my bat. It's something that takes some time. And, and again, I'm not saying, oh, he's got a five-year contract. He can take all the time he needs. No, they need to win games now. But he is doing something that a lot of people might have thought was going to be the flip of a switch. And it obviously hasn't been the flip of a switch for him. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's as easy as a flip of the switch. And I don't know if I'm really frustrated with Andrew himself with you know his lack of home runs. I mean, again, I, I know that he wasn't signed 
with the intention for him to lead the White Sox in home runs. I'm mad that they didn't sign somebody with the intentions to, to lead the team in home runs. But you look at his rolling averages uh, for 2023 just over each five games, like Pedro wants us to take this, um, and you can just see when he starts pulling the ball more consistently, the hard hit percentage goes down. So if he, I don't know, if is making concerted efforts to start pulling the ball, but he really just isn't able to get the pull and power aligned just yet. And, I mean, hey, I, I never was able to do it, and that's why I'm sitting here, you know, and not getting paid $75 million. So I don't think he's going to be hitting 17 home runs or 20 home runs or, or anything like that. Um, I don't think he's hitting your 10, but he'll probably hit one this year. I, I don't. I mean, Nick Madrigal will hit hope one. so. Billy Hamilton hit two. With the Sox. 2021, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. In the same weekend, right? Against think- Baltimore? Or was it only one? What I saw from Andrew Benintendi today is just one time he stepped in the bucket and he hit the ball to left field. Usually when you step in the bucket, you're hitting, you're pulling the ball and you're looking for that extra power to hit to your field. But no, he doesn't have the power yet to hit and to pull the ball out of a ballpark. So yeah, I agree with you. I believe what you're, what uh, Andy said to you, Vinny, but to have zero home runs at this point to play majority of the games that's bad. No matter what, like you're an outfielder, you should have at least five home runs right now. Like it's you play all these games, all these at bats, should run into a home run every once in a while. I mean, to have zero is just piss poor. That's what I was trying to show, and I had the the stats wrong. But I mean, even Leury uh, had a homer off Brad Keller pulling a ball uh, last year in the the month of April. Like you know, I mean, like and Leury was getting we know because Tony was the manager, he was getting starts every damn day. Yeah, um, to, to, to back that point, I hope that he and Andrew Vaughn and Tim Anderson all go on a streak at the same time because that means the White Sox will win a lot of games. That means those guys will get to those numbers, and that means my guy Andrew Benintendi will get 10 home, 10 home runs so Sean could shave his head, which is not a punishment because you've shaved your head before already. I did. Um, this, and, wait, you did the same I'm, bet again? Mm-mm. No. I think you guys get a, a pet pig. No, I'm not getting a pet pig. <laughs> I like that bet. What, what Good job, you, What happens to you if they lose? You should have to shave your beard? I, he said I have to give like $100 yeah, he to shave him. his beard. Oh, that's easy. To give $100? No, 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 we're confusing many bets two, here. Two different bets Schwo we have here. has a bet. With us that we did not agree to. I agreed. That if the White Sox were three games, and three and a half games over 500. By July 4th. By July 4th, I'd get a pet pig. If they were under, Herb would have to shave his face. Then yeah. we have the 10 homer bet where Herb has to pay me $100 when Andrew Benatendi doesn't hit uh, 10 home runs. In the event that you lose, what happens? To ha- what I, happens? Hey, if I have to shave my beard for that bet, can you shave your eyebrows for the other one? The Ben Attendee one? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Deal. All right. You're, wait, you're going to give me a hundred bucks? Yes. Herb. I'll give you hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is not how this works. Yes. I'm time he had to shave his eyebrows. Going down. But his eyebrows will just grow back. See, and Eventually. My favorite, my favorite part about this bet is I don't remember actually betting a hundred dollars with you. So I I just I just secured myself a hundred dollars, hey. which is, I, this is a swindle of the deck. Herb, Herb, to quote Denny Green, you let him off the hook. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I just can't wait for both the disappointment that Andrew Benintendi finally found the power switch and that he can't even show his frustration because he has no more eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> to Fred's we'll have to draw him some yeah. like Uncle Leo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> to, to Fred's point, uh, he's got a long, expensive years to figure it out. In 2023, Andrew Benintendi's only making $8 million. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, good. he's got time to figure it out. I mean, right now, as long as he's, you know, getting on base and scoring runs, let's go. I mean, he's, he's, he can join the 27 White Sox who have hit 40 doubles. 
That would be a, a nice, you know, need home runs. I mean, 40 doubles is a lot of doubles. It is yeah, a lot that'd of doubles. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'm not trying to, hey. Sacrifice <laughs> 10 of them for home runs. I, I, did, I did laugh my ass off when someone was like, White Sox fans would still complain if Andrew Benatendi hit 333, batted 400, and slugged 447. I was like, no, we, no, we, no, we wouldn't. But it's like a career year I'm sure for him. find something to complain No, I mean, that would be a career year for him. That'd be fantastic. If he did that and hit no home runs, I'm like, go ahead, man. Yeah. It's like Tony Gwynn it up. You got on forty percent of the time. That's great. I'm not stupid. That's a that's a, a slugging percentage of like eight forty seven. That'd probably lead the damn White Sox. We'd kill for somebody with an OPS of eight forty seven. I know. I guess that's Luis Robert Jr. But imagine if we had two of them. All right, um, Kelsey. We're getting a teacup pig, not a big one, not a pot bellied pig. pig. And when they do get big, bacon time. Jesus Christ! All right. Oh my God! Her. You, you guys, Where do you guys think bacon comes from? Are we? Well, are we? Not a pet. If it's a pet, mm. it's. It, I'll eat it with it's, you. It's delicious. Don't listen to that. Good lord! It's delicious. Can you guys do the commentary? <laughs> yes. Hold on. Go ahead, Herb. I didn't know it was time. I mean, you told us already. I mean, we, we failed. Well, I failed actually. You fail. You just started talking about killing animals. And now I mean, it's got a weird place. That's what we eat. Uh, the comet energy. They're not efficiency. pets. They're not pets beforehand. Yes, I'm not going <laughs> to eat my dog. The comet energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping oh power, you know, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. You know, you're right, Herb. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our beloved territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like those for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. How does it work? You know, I'm glad you asked because I have that information for you. (laughs) An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you, Herb, own a business, don't wait. I won't. Participate. Good. Here's the Chicago Transit Authority. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Vinny, did you just say comed.com? Slash powering biz spelled B I Z. Yes, I did. Schedule it today. Okay, so um, I've created a new bit. Yep. Um, you're you're welcome, America. Um, I know everybody loves my bits. Um, Andrew Benintendi is now over 200 plate appearances with the White Sox without a home run. Nick Madrigal had 245 until he hit his first home run. So we're basically seeing if it will take him more plate appearances than Nick Madrigal to hit his first career I'll go White under. Sox home run. I'll go under. You'll go under? Yeah. You'll do it. You'll say in the next 45 plate appearances, Andrew Benatendi will have his first White Sox career home Correct. run. Correct. That's like 10 games. A little bit more. 45 plate appearances? Yeah. He's played like about 10, 10 games. games. He bats yeah. second. Yeah, well, yeah it, he bats second, yeah, I mean, so he's going to get four each game. Approximately 10 games. Okay. You taking the over-under? Will he have one in the next 10 games? Will he have one in the next 10 games? I will say no. Okay. I will also say no. Um, anyways, I'm going to move on. Herb says yes, though. Exactly. Herb says, yeah. well, he needs to because he owes me 100 bucks. <laughs> um, 
He also wants to see my eyebrow shaved. Oh. I did that once. Uh, I, very funnily, like whenever I was going to a dance, I always try to trim my eyebrows, and then it would be the day of, of course, and I would like do a little bit way too much, and so it'd be like you know, half my eyebrow would be cut and I'd be Please. taking prom pictures. Oh, would you so do you ruined it. I wanted this to be like adult dancing. Oh, no, no. God, like no, whenever no. I went out dancing. No, I only had to do that whenever it was uh, high school mandated. I thought you like line dancing. Yeah. Country dancing. bar. No, yeah. Mm-mm. You don't want to see me Go up move. to Carol's. Do you do a... Uh, Carol's? It's a place in, on the uh, north side. In, uh, right... What, what would you call that? That is... Ravenswood? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, kind yeah. of? Yeah. yeah. Right, right where Ravenswood and Andersonville meet. Yeah. Country bar yeah. right by Chase Park, Clark and Lawrence ish. I think it's Clark and Sunny. So we should go line dancing. Clark no, and thank you. Yeah, no, and they also have a uh, karaoke, I believe. Okay, karaoke. We could do karaoke, uh, it's country themed, I believe. Kelsey, by the way, Silence. is very adamant about this whole not, pig situation. Kelsey she seems to have researched this. Was, this. Kelsey, yeah. this was a bit yesterday <laughs> with Tro wanted Sean to get a pig, which he was not going to get a pig because. Pigs, firstly. Secondly, we where we house it. So we're not going to get a pig. I Don't call PETA on us. We're good. <laughs> well, it's, it's allowed by Chicago law. We've it, looked this up. It is. But she says it's not a good idea. To get big. Yeah. Kill I pigs know it is. That's why I said no. I'm just saying she has obviously we're researched not, this. No, so Kelsey probably pig. has experience. She's like, I love teacup pigs. And she got one. And it's like, son of a bitch, this thing is eating me out of house and home. And they smell like ass. Get out of my place, pig. Mercy. We're not getting a pig. All right. Uh, pigs don't sweat. Pigs don't sweat. Dogs. They don't sweat. Neither do dogs. They pants. That's why. That's why sweating like a pig makes no sense. They don't sweat. That's why they're rolling around in mud to cool themselves off. Do cats sweat? Don't know. Don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't I know. I don't, I don't know for sweats. sure. Because they're not allowed in my house. Okay. <laughs> why? Cats because are they don't sweat. Cats are not jerks. Oh, <laughs> oh my just, god! You just, you just have every the wrong cat thing. is a jerk except for oh. to their owner. That's not true. My that's cat's true. not a jerk. If I come over, your cat, your cat would leave immediately. Uh, and go in some other room. That's good. That's fine. That likes me. To the owner. Yeah. To the owner. They're great. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. No one anonymously send a pig to see Do not send the pig. All right. I'm going to stop saying West Loop of Chicago. I'm going to stop giving you an idea of where to send a pig. <laughs> I mean, pig. that's not very specific. It'd be very, it'd be very, very crude of you to send a pig in the mail. Okay. Do not do that. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Am I crazy to, right? to, to, to <laughs> note that? Ship live animals. If you're thinking about sending a pig, take that money and just ship it here. I'll take it. Right. I got to pay Sean a hundred dollars. Yeah, so you donate to out. the Andrew Benatendi fund. Um, <laughs> real quick, we got to finish out the uh, ad break and then uh, just we're final. still in the ad break. Yeah, we are. Oh, wow. uh, right. Liam Hendricks might be returning on Monday. Uh, there's there's talks. He's going to be throwing a live uh, bullpen session tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, and they're going to make a decision on if he is or isn't going to return. Sox return home. On Monday against the Angels. That is the next possible day that he might return. Um, it would be a great time to use game time. They might announce it day of, so you don't have to stress when you're buying tickets to make sure that you are there for Liam's return to cheer him on. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports, com- comedy, music, and theater near you. They have killer last-minute deals. Uh, killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. They have flash deals, image of seat views, and the lowest price guarantee, uh, which offers you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. And their great customer service will get you that 110% uh, difference uh, as fast as they possibly can. Herb got it in under 15 Minute. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Our friend Melissa in the chat uh, used this just 
the past Saturday to get into the guaranteed rate field. So terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Game time. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Um, someone mentioned Geo. Is Geo still good? Uh, we're not really mad at Geo. Like, uh, you know, uh, Vinny mentioned nine straight uh, quality quote unquote starts from, you know, the, the starting pitcher slash one bullpen. Nine day. with an asterisk. Uh, nine with an asterisk. Strix. And, uh, you know, Geo was bad. Uh, I mean, as Herb mentioned, 11 walks from the White Sox uh, pitchers today. That's not good. Uh, three and two-thirds innings pitch, four on runs, six hits, four Ks, seven walks. Uh, Fiedo, as we mentioned, 10 Ks, three hits, two on runs, six innings pitch. Um, Giolito, not the reason the Sox lost. They're, they lost the, the team played bad today. Yeah. Um, he helped. He, he did help. Yeah. And uh, let's go to the pitch results here because uh, now the White Sox are two and eight. Or no, uh, two and six in their last eight games where Lucas Giolito started against the Tigers. Um, Gio threw 44 fastballs today, uh, got two whiffs on 14 swings uh, on that pitch, uh, three whiffs on 12 swing, uh, swings on his slider, uh, three whiffs on nine swings of his changeup, eight whiffs total on 35 swings. That's a 23% whiff rate. Uh, called strike plus whiff percentage of 25%. Um, was really trying, uh, really struggling to find the zone. Uh, and that was shown by his uh, outside of the zone percent of like 18. That was a big reason for his success early on this year is getting guys to swing and miss out of the zone, like trying to throw that high fastball near the top of the zone where it's not a strike. It's more of a pitcher's pitch. Um, Detroit wasn't biting. Detroit wasn't going for it. They weren't swinging at anything out of the zone, and he obviously walked the yard. So uh, just an ugly, ugly all-around game uh, for Geo. I don't think. There's much more to add, but feel I'm free. just going to add that coming into this game, he had 12 walks in the year. He had seven today. Like, this is an anomaly, I believe. So I can give him a little grace because he's pitched pretty well this year. So I'm not, you know, I see people who are, who once, especially last year, and then when he has a bad start, want to jump on Gio. But no, he has been more, you know, top of the level top-level uh, starting pitcher this year than the guy that showed up today. Today was just an anomaly, I believe. I think the man will come back out the next time and give us more of what we expect from him. So the seven walks is just bad and inexcusable. So he had a bad outing, but I don't think the pitcher is actually bad. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Crochet walked four today, and, and he didn't have very much time out there either on the mound coming in as a, as a reliever. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think... I think, like I said at the top of the show, I think the offense and its lack of consistency in general is far more worrying for the White Sox and White Sox fans than a a bad start by one of their starting pitchers that ended a tremendous streak of starting pitching that showed some consistency, that established that this is a staff that can do that over a very long period of time. Guys make 30-something starts a year. If they're not injured, they're going to have clunkers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as long as it's not like this every start, right? He'll be fine. Right. Uh, a little concerning that it's against Detroit because uh, you know they're bad, but they're better than the White Sox. Yes, the AL Central is just bad in general. They're so, the second best you know, team in the AL Central. I, I guess I'd rather have him be bad against like the Yankees, but also like I don't know. You're going to see the Tigers a lot, so you know. Yeah, so I mean, bound to be. They have the don't monkers. want to be bad against anybody. anybody. The White Sox I mean, have again, the most like, games <laughs> remaining with the Tigers more than any other team. We'll have more plans for revenge. But like you said, I mean, you know, clunkers are going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, final White Sox news kind of. Uh, it 
was brought to our attention just with the Cubs people here. Uh, the Nick Madrigal thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick Madrigal was sent down to Iowa. Uh, what do we make of the Craig Kimball trade at this point? I know Cody Hoyer uh, is still in the Cubs organization. Uh, I think just pitched yesterday uh, in the minor leagues, and I think he had a scoreless outing, hitting like 98 uh, on the gun. So uh, you know he's still around, uh, coming off Tommy John. But what do we make of the Kimball trade? You know. Two years later. I loved it at the time. I still kind of love it. The results of it didn't work for anyone. But I thought one of the things that I will never get on Rick Hahn about is trading at the moment for somebody they thought was going to help that team, the 2021 White Sox, win. Now, Craig Campbell didn't perform well. Turned into AJ Pollock, who didn't really perform well, which turned into the money that was available to get Andrew Benintendi, who hasn't performed as well. But I think the trades, and I will judge him from what the process was and what he thought was going to happen with the White Sox. I thought it was a brilliant trade to get a starter at that level that was probably, if not the best, top three starter or a reliever at the time, and Craig Kimbrell, who was dealing at that time. And it just didn't work out. So sometimes you just uh, you you actually try a thing. And I was yelling and screaming when that happened. Not just because we're getting rid of Mick Magical, because we're getting a, a, a established start, a closer with our already established closer. So the back end of the bullpen, the games can be much shorter for the White Sox. But it just didn't work out. So I can't too much blame Rick Hahn for that. I thought it was a good move. That trade was made to win the World Series in 2021. And as soon as the White Sox did not do that, I think for the White Sox, that trade was over. Now, obviously, they had the ability to keep Kimbrell for another year. They did pick up that option, and they did make a trade. But I'm not really buying into the whole domino effect down the line. That trade was made to win that year, and they didn't even get a chance to really use that bullpen the way they wanted to use it in that playoff series against the Astros because the starting pitching was so bad. And they couldn't hit for most of the games. Also, yes, but the starting pitching was so bad that it made the whatever you had in the bullpen a moot point by the time you got to it. So um, it was a calculated risk, to use a Rick Hahn phrase from earlier this this offseason, but it it was that, and I think basically everybody gave it – Really, not basically everybody, but the vast majority of people gave it very good reviews at the time because what did it do In at the end of July? It helped, It seemed like it set the White Sox up for to have a nice playoff run, to use that bullpen very effectively. Remember, Michael Kopech was a part of that bullpen at the time. Remember, there was the ponytail gang and everything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listen, that was... They looked like in the era of using your bullpen to power a playoff run, they were set to do that. Did they trade their quote-unquote second baseman of the future to do so? No. Well, they did. That's what he was supposed to be. Yeah. But he was hurt at the time, too. He was, out for the year. So, listen, it was a trade that was made for a very specific purpose, and I think once that 2021 playoff series ended so disappointingly for them, it was kind of over. I think a lot of it just signals the issues that Rick Hahn has had with this, this term with the rebuild. I mean, just too much into the bullpen. I mean, we could look at the Joe Kelly and Kendall Graveman contracts. I think that that money would have been better suited to build out the lineup um, and even the selection of Nick Madrigal in the first place. Like, oh, yeah, it's just a, an interesting player profile to be selecting fourth overall in the major league draft. A, a college second baseman who is not going to provide any pop, any power, 
might be Dustin Pedroia, but Dustin Pedroia was good in a completely different Major League Baseball, and that was, you know, 11 years ago, whatever, and actually he isn't that good of a defender and base runner. So, yeah. you know, it's just can he be uh, a 350 hitter? Uh, and he can't. No. And that's why he's going down the minor leagues. Like, it's not a win or a loss for the Cubs or the Sox. And honestly, too, like, even though Hoyer's still in the, the Cubs organization – it's, it's as is magical, of, for that matter. As, will, yeah. as is ma- yeah. <laughs> magical. Um, like, it just it feels like the trade's kind of dead at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, the White Sox wouldn't be using Cody Hoyer either. I think where, Cody where Hoyer is, is going to be a stud eventually when he comes back. He was, he was okay. trending that way. No? No? Okay. I don't think so. I think he was. I think he's a future closer. I mean, hope, hopefully for him and his family, that'd be great, yeah. you know? I'm not, I'm not rooting against him, but it's just like, even then, like, the White Sox have Liam Hendricks. It's not like they're going to put him there. They have Reynaldo Lopez, yeah. who is you know, also, you know, quote-unquote, future closer. You could disagree with that. They have Kendall Graveman and Joe Kelly, who they're both paying 8 and $9 million. Like, We're pitching very, very well right now. They have Garrett Crochet, who's a first-round pick that yeah. is now a reliever. Mm-hmm. They have too many people in that damn bullpen. So Cody Hoyer wasn't going to be, a, I think, a factor on the White Sox. So... Um, you know, that, that trade is, you know, at this point, I think, moot. Uh, you know, no one won. No one lost. Hopefully, Cody Hoyer has a, a nice career for himself. Hopefully, Hopefully Mag- Magical, Magical 3,000 hits, too. Yeah, <laughs> Nikki 3,000. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, though, for the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Uh, Mini Dar, I feel like this is a, a decent point just to bring up. Um, I, th- I found it interesting uh, what happened to letting fans watch uh, batting practice, trying to catch BP home runs. Now Sox charging over $100 for BP in non-designated non-desig- in non-outfield sections. Uh, then you have to pay for an additional ticket. Ridiculous. Um, there's certain series and three series coming up. Uh, Angels, Rangers, and Yankees, I think, are the three. Or maybe Red Sox and Yankees are the three teams that have uh, featured open, open quote-unquote, batting practice. Um, I remember always trying to get there two hours before the game to go in and try to catch a home run or whatever. Um and that is disappointing. I think the reason why it stopped was COVID, obviously, right? Um, like, I think that's why they stopped letting people into the ballpark, obviously, for just completely. And then 2021, you had to, like, roll that back a little bit. You don't want people congregating too much. Um, but now the additional price, that is disappointing to see. I mean, I remember as a kid, uh, they stopped having the White Sox bat last in the BP because Frank wanted to concentrate on his actual swing because he's go- at work. He's working in the batting cages. And so they do the White Sox first and then the visiting team second. Uh, they're just trying to make money. It's a business. I mean, I get it, but it, they're trying to squeeze out money any way they can. And if you want to see batting practice that badly, the hundred dollars has to go to somewhere, so I don't too much mind that they're charging to see batting practice. I'm fine with it. That's league standard, by the way. Is the home team goes first, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know how if across baseball gates are opening ridiculously early, but I don't know of many places where you can watch the home team take batting practice, unless there's a situation right, like he- like there is up in. Toronto or, or even Milwaukee, I think, has it, or, or Arizona, where you can maybe go sit in a restaurant while that's you know way out in the outfield and, and see why that's happening. But in terms of them opening the gates to the ballpark, I don't believe that happens uh, to catch all of any home team's batting practice, yeah, to my just, knowledge. But yeah. even then, like I remember going to watch like Big Poppy, Manny, right when I got got to. Lucky you can do that. At, you can do that at the rate. Still, still, yeah, yeah. you can. The gates oh, yeah. open. The yeah. gates are open an hour and a half before the right, first yeah. pitch. I thought that was. I thought I. I, I had the. 
They probably close uh, for that. They probably close off a section so only people who paid their hundred get there. I had the the idea wrong. My bad. Um, all right. Well, glad we cleared that up. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you can read his latest piece at allchgo.com about Andrew Benatendi, where he's got quotes from Andrew Benatendi and Joe Kelly. Go check it out. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckner123. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore. Anderson, we will be with you on Sunday for post game. Herb and I will be there. Mm-hmm. We also have a show on Monday. We'll talk uh, pre-recorded. We'll talk about spoilers. Oh. I, I, well, I felt like I was going down there. Oh. We'll talk about uh, vacation trips, uh, and then uh, you know we'll join you on Tuesday. And uh, Vinny will be at the park too on Monday, so make sure you follow him on Twitter. And uh, thank you, Stephen Nicholas, for producing the show. Uh, producer extraordinaire. Follow the show on Twitter at chg underscore White Sox, and make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button on the way out. Appreciate everyone for hanging out with us. Talk to you on Sunday. Go Sox.